Jacob. And I'm Alden. And we're both teachers at a Canadian school in China. And we're searching for answers. But poorly! So that makes us real human beings. This is our podcast where we talk about random stuff like uh, movies, TV shows, music. Life in China, teaching, politics, sports, pretty much whatever we're interested in. Uh, so what's on the schedule today? This week we're taking a look at playlists to our lives. And a fantasy draft? could be hi everybody welcome to the show i'm back after a long hiatus of one episode uh i missed me and our little chats that me had but also with me in the studio today is uh none other than my good friend jacob skirberhorn wow th- thanks for having me alden no uh, problem I've, a long time first time uh Locked. i'm really happy to be here on the yeah. show with you yeah. and um uh yeah just looking forward to it uh hi hi to a real him real bang nation out there <laughs> you guys are we're great. Real, we're real bingers here. Yeah. What up, my bingers? Not great. Not 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 good. Wow. <laughs> not, not not the greatest. I'm not looking you at the eyes right now. Look at me in the eyes. I'm not looking. You at, no, 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 I am looking at you. Oh dear. Hi everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, we're just getting set up today um, at the moment, but don't worry about it. Uh, today we're going to be doing back to our uh, perennial classic playlist of our lives. <laughs> playlist of our lives. <laughs> it's a lot of energy coming at you right now. <laughs> Where were we at? I forgot. We're in 1990. We were uh, 96. 96, yeah. I think we're 96. So for those who are just stepping in for the first time, uh, Playlist of Our Lives is where Jacob plays selections of tunes from the top 100 charts, specifically the top one song at the time of our birthdays. Um, Just to get like a vibe. Uh, So far we've had a lot of R&B hits. Mm-hmm. Um, very popular. Very popular. Mariah Carey's shown up at least three or four times, I believe. We've Mariah Carey's, yeah, she's, she's the a perennial. She's she crushes the early nineties. It's insane. It's very true. Um, we had we had Madonna, I think, once, and then uh, we had Waterfalls. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Nope, we were on ninety-seven. No, okay. because I just remembered what I think was was the Macarena. <laughs> oh, that's right. Do you remember that? that was, I remember time? that. Yeah, that was a surprise uh, hit. So it's ninety-seven. All right. Time. So we start with ninety-seven. Me? Yes, because you. Uh, yeah, you, you, you were born before me. That's true. And, uh, it's true. That's true. That, that is, is true. true. That is true. That is true. You I'm have the right finding, of it. Finding a birthday in May, August. Here we go. Oh, but it's 98. All right. Oh, okay. Damn it. So, well, we're, we're on 98. Well, it was 97. We're on 98. Was, was, was 97 uh, Waterfall? No, no, no. Not 90, 97 was, uh... Every step oh, yeah. you. It's, it's yeah. the remix Every version with daddy. P. Diddy, actually. Or no, Puff Daddy. That's, that's Sorry, right. Puff Daddy. Wow, I got those two confused. That's bad of me. Okay. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so we've moved our way up to 1998. 
Alden, any predictions about what's going to be the top? I was eight years old, so I do have memories of that time. Mm -hmm. Um, That's probably. Do you listen to the radio a lot? No, but at the time, I remember going to Victoria Mm -hmm. around that around that age. Yeah. And my dad turned on the radio, and the band Radiohead came on the radio, and he told me that, and I was really confused because I'm like, is their name Head? And it's from the radio, or is their name Radiohead? Mm-hmm. And that was my first exposure to Radiohead. And I th- also thought they were kind of like Portishead, because uh, yeah. that was something that also was in my life at the time, so I don't, I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, regardless, I have no idea who this artist will be, but I guarantee you it'll be somebody I haven't heard. <laughs> was I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Uh, I'm not sure how loud this is going to be, too, by the way. Yeah, well, we're about to find, find out. out. Um, the the song that was top number one. Oh, I'll gotta guess. I'll guess. I'll guess. Okay. Uh, it, it's a it's a hip hop song. Okay. By um, EFX. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Okay. Um, unbelievable. Is that what you're? Yeah. About? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Not really. Okay. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Um, DMX or just the EFX? There's like this group, Ghostface Killer, was part of it. Oh. I was watching a Vox video on Grey Poupon and rapping. <laughs> oh, right. I, I that's a good video. That's a good one. 1991. It's a that's bit a, off. Don't worry one, about yeah. it. I think I misquoted um, the name, too. So, so, <laughs> Don't worry about it. That's fine. Um, the the song that was playing for you is uh, Brandy and Monica, <laughs> The Boy is Mine. Again, it's sad because I like the opening. The opening sounds something like Anderson Pack would use, or something like a bit more like <laughs> the harp going on in the like, string section. You can be a bit more yeah. inventive, and now it's just sort of this generic. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean honestly, there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing more, more to say. There's nothing more else about Soulful this. Soulful R&B, man, it's crazy so, how that just crushes every year. It's, like it's the one of the most popular. It's <sighs> it's like that's one thing from doing this one right here. Um, so this is called The Boy Is Mine, mm-hmm. and uh, Brandy weirdly and enough, connection to one of our other ones is the fact that uh, Brandy and Monica, uh, they came up with this uh, concept while watching an episode of the Jerry Springer show, oh. where love triangles yes. were among the theme yes, that week. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, Interesting. That was, the, that was the reason for it. Well, there you um, go. I'm, Small world. Uh, going to, but but weirdly enough, um, <laughs> uh, this is, they in, in September nineteen ninety eight, mm-hmm. talk of the rivalry became so loud they were they were not they were not getting along together. They they issued a joint statement where they called out the press for its disturbing behavior, ongoing negativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so apparently they didn't get along. But in 2012, they uh, murder Monica suicide <laughs> spoke off the, <laughs> spoke finally about it, and she says we were young; we could barely stay in the rooms uh, mm. with each other. By no means was it 
jealousy or envy. She and I are the polar opposites. And instead of embracing that, we used our differences as reasons not to be amongst each other, which is a weird way of saying it, amongst each other. Oh, they, they, she wanted to she wanted to vore her. It was a. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess. Um, you know, when did Vore come about? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> that could be my next real human beings uh, question. Very, uh, yeah. I feel like I should have um, <laughs> a history of porn. So, the. the <laughs> like, the how music... you're not engaging with this conversation with me. Well, I mean, because, like, I'm trying to focus on, you know. <laughs> Uh, the music video, by the way, we saw that they were watching TV. Basically, Correct. the story of it is that their remotes are controlled, are both linked. So they, so every time Monica changes the channel, right. Brandy also changes. So they keep on. They're like they're fighting over. over they're fine. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, Just buy two TVs. You got enough money. Jeez. I guess. I mean, they also. It's not really like they're so, in the same place. That's true. Um, it's tricky. Uh yeah, so that's that's yours. Eh. I like the intro. The intro was neat. The little harp plucks and yeah. the strings, that was cool. Well, Same thing it. with Mariah Carey. Yeah. Like Mariah Carey had some really interesting instrumentals in her stuff in the ninety four mm-hmm. or ninety three song. I can't remember which what it's called, but I remember this. And then and then in some place, yeah, they just kinda like, you know Yeah, this goes yeah. with banal. Alright, Jacob. Alright, so for me, uh do you have any predictions? Another R and B song. Okay. That's, I'm, I'm sticking with R&B. It seems to be very popular at this okay. stage of our life. Uh, I don't think we're going to get any sicko modes right now, uh, unfortunately. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, no sicko modes. It's uh, just too bad. I, I'm just going to play this because yeah. I'm pretty sure you'll know it. All right, give me um, Dose me, daddy. It's pretty... It's This one is one I actually know. If you don't know it immediately, you'll know it later. Here, I'll, I'll just show you the music video. Without... We got, we got, we're zooming into the earth yeah. right now. Is this a rock song? Maybe. This is not R and B. Oh, Aerosmith, right? But a very soft song from them. You know? Yeah, I mean, Steven What's Tyler it? looks Okay, yeah, so crazy, Steven Tyler... He looks like an alien. Steven Tyler, I remember being wigged out by this, but yeah. finding out that is his daughter, Liv Tyler, is... Yeah. His daughter, and then I. That was just it like makes a weird, sense. Like it makes Steven sense. Tyler no, it makes sense Tyler now, and like they look the yeah. same too. Like, I mean, you you said you no. said it's it's soft. It yeah. is, but then it does get rough here later. Yeah, like, yeah, know. it definitely gets. It. Don't wanna close my eyes because I miss you, man. This is don't this is this. I want to say like my song, forgettable. Yeah, lostness. That is a classic karaoke yam. That yeah. is something that you throw on. Everybody be singing. Like yeah. you put that on, you're gonna get singing. Yeah, no, it's still that's popular. A, that's right? a jam. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. It's. Uh, what was the story behind that? Uh, there really isn't one. <laughs> there really isn't one. You had so much information uh, for the other stuff. Well, it's it it, it was featured in, in the movie uh, Armageddon. <laughs> oh, you know, actually, one of my first really bad nightmares came from the movie Armageddon. Did it? Yeah, because um, there's that scene when uh, they're going up to the 
dumb movie. They're going up to the asteroid, sure. and uh, they've got that, like, uh, they have to drive between the, like, maybe it's a different movie I'm thinking of. Maybe it's a maybe it's Deep Impact. Maybe it's a different meteorite movie. Because, like, the core <laughs> and came it, out the, the same, same time, year, yeah. yeah. Um, the theory being, like, there's a, there's a script being written, and it gets tossed around, and then it gets rewritten into two movies. Right. Um, but totally. there's a scene where there's a guy driving, like, time. a vehicle between, like, the rocks. Sure. And his gear shifter is a skull. Like, a really, like, vivid skull. And I remember seeing that and being like, oh, fuck. Like, that's... It, like, locked into my primordial little brain. Weird. And he, like, shifts it. And then, like, something bad happens. And he, somebody dies. And uh, and that, that sort of, like, symbol of, like, the death... The skull... And to this day, actually, skulls still kind of give me a little bit of a, like... Like, not... I wouldn't call it, like... It's not a phobic response. But it is definitely a fascination. Mm-hmm. Like I would go, ooh, that's that's interesting. Do you do you remember who was one of the stars in Armageddon? Bruce Willie, mm-hmm. and um, oh fuck, the guy who went on to play uh, Batman is Ben it Affleck. Ben Affleck. And do you know who Jennifer love- Gardner? I mean, maybe she's in it, but Liv Tyler. Oh, it is Liv Tyler. It about, is Liv Tyler. Just talking yeah, about. Yeah, it is Liv Tyler. That's right. It's so not Jennifer Gardner. He wrote. He yeah. wrote the the music for his daughter's. Wow. <laughs> his daughter's movie. Wow. Uh, 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 yeah, because the the opening scene is Bruce Willis is on an oil rig playing golf. Mm-hmm. And Ben Affleck is on the oil rig with him, and he's fucking mm-hmm. Bruce Willis's daughter, who is Liv Tyler. I mean, you can be aggressive about it. Yeah. He's having premarital sex uh, with. Yeah, sure. I don't. I don't. Liv Tyler. Yeah. Um, and then Bruce Willis gets mad, and they get flown off the oil rig, and they get taken to NASA. Mm-hmm. And again, I know it's kind of a meme to death at this point, but I do recommend listening to Ben Affleck's commentary. For him again, because yeah. he just talks about how yeah. like stupid and angry he was. The Michael Bay, like, yeah. like, like, it's just like, it's like, why do they just train? Why do they just train the astronauts to be miners? Why do they train the miners to be astronauts? It's dumb. Yeah. Michael was like, shut up. It's a movie. <laughs> like <laughs> it's, it's 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 such a good. Um, it's, it's it's the internet has talked about it to death, you uh, know. But hey. so so apparently the inspiration comes uh, from. 1997, James Brolin and Barbara Streisand. Oh. We're doing an interview. James and Brolin? James Brolin. Is that Josh Brolin's father? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, uh, they, he of Thanos fame? Uh, Brolin, Brolin said uh, he uh, he missed her even when he was sleeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, other names. Didn't spouses. Barbara Streisand... Oh, yeah. Here's... Josh Brolin is, is his son. Here's but another... Yeah. Little yeah. weird connection for you, Jacob. Okay. We were talking about Wild Wild West earlier. Do you know who wrote it? Who wrote? Wild that produced West. it? Who wrote and produced Barbara The hairdresser for Barbara Streisand. Whoa. I'm not making that up. That's what you call the Streisand effect. <laughs> <laughs> now I get it. No, there's this great story by, um, um, I mean, blessed be his name. Uh, Alex Smith? Jones? Smith. What? No, Smith. What's his name? The I director. Yeah. Uh, uh, clerks uh, Kevin Smith Kevin Smith has this great yeah. story where he talks about how he was called into LA back when he was just getting started to do writing or mm-hmm. just write like script doctoring basically for the Superman film which was going to star Nicolas Cage yeah and he got called in and one of the producers for it was the hairdresser for Barbara Streisand because okay. he had be through Barbara Streisand gotten enough money and like connections to become a producer mm-hmm and he was writing away, and it, it fell through. He like left after two weeks from L.A. or whatever it was, right? Because okay. the, the movie ultimately imploded. 
But the guy, whoever he was, was totally obsessed with spiders. And he's like, what if at the end of the movie we have Spider-Man fight a huge spider? Like a huge spider. We fight a huge spider. That'd be great. I think a huge spider would be a great and villain. That's and why then Wild Wild West. In Wild Wild West, that's where you have There's the huge a... spider at the yeah. end because that's what he went on to go and make. And, and so when, Ke- when, when Kevin Smith was watching Wild Wild West, he's like, holy fuck, there it is. There's, There's the, the big spider. spider that he had. <laughs> yeah, he, and he, and he was like, I could totally see him yeah. being in the writer's room and be like, They'll put a big spider in at the end. <laughs> like this fucking... <laughs> Man. <laughs> the 90s were fucked up is what we're saying uh, let's go into the next year next song yeah 98 99 sorry uh, the, the, the first year before we get into this before Y2K 2000s. well Y2K was yeah. when the world was replaced with an alternate reality uh, that's, simulation that's what I'm saying I mean think mm-hmm. about it after Y2K hits what do we got 9-11 Obama <laughs> wow <laughs> Wow, man. <laughs> the problem is, is that problem is, is that like somewhere out there, there's some Alex Jones like lookalike who's saying the exact oh, same thing fuck, as that you was just so said. Good. <laughs> oh, I'm proud of that one. <laughs> Woo. Um. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, but in all seriousness, folks, let's listen to the song from All right, you have any predictions? Uh, another R&B song, because I don't think the 90s are over yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, uh, I'm not going to... This is another one that I feel like... I wouldn't know. Well, no, after a while, you will. You will. No. It's, it's, it's famous enough that... I probably would have heard it. You probably would have heard it. I'm Maybe a, not immediately, but eventually. I'm saying R&B, I'm saying somebody... Mm-hmm. You're saying somebody, yeah. Somebody who's faded into obscurity. Okay. That's actually... Wait, is that that Aguilera? Yeah, you got it. (laughs) Did she die? No. I don't know. (laughs) She's on, like, The Voice. Oh. Right. Yeah, again, this is even worse than the one before because the backbeats also. This, this, is a, this is a bit of a jam here. This is, this is the part that everybody knows. That's a little jam there. That's, I'll give them that. How about all these songs? Is they're all. One of the problems with all these songs that are being made, they're all being written by the same Swedish dude. Like. All modern pop music is written by one guy. So it all ends up sounding relatively formal. It's also like one oh, it's also like one point five four. So. Oh yeah, no, it's always the same, man. Yeah. Um so that was Genie and Genie in a Bottle yeah. um, by Christina Christina Aguilera. And yes, she is Hello. still alive. Um, Where's she from? Is she from is she United Statesian? Or is it Mexico? Yeah, she's from, wait, yeah, she's from New York City. Oh. Actually, I mean, she's of Latino descent, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, uh, but no, yeah, she's still alive. I'm pretty sure she's, I'm pretty sure she's on The Voice or she was on The Voice or something like that. It's probably one of those things she ended up into. Um, I mean, you know, she hasn't really done much for a while now, but, uh. That used to be the big debate, Christian Aguilera and Britney Spears. Yeah, I mean, they were really of the 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
Uh, let's see. Let's get a look at the background here. Um, so <laughs> one night there were these two songwriters who were working with her, David Frank and Steve Kipner. Mm-hmm. And Frank awoke with an idea for a song which consisted of an eight-bar loop with a lot of different changes. Doesn't make much and sense. And they said, if you want to be with me, which Frank liked, continued adding uh, lyrics to a really fast writing session. <laughs> um, Aguilera contributed a spoken hook for the song, commenting that there wasn't enough time between the Mulan soundtrack and her recording sessions for her to provide lyrical offerings. Right. So she really didn't... That's, um, a kind of, that's a kind of a phoned-in song, let's be real here. Yeah, well, I mean, and the, is... the, 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 the lyrics behind it are pretty, like, if you want to be... I'm a genie in the bottle, bottle baby. you got to rub me the right way, honey. Gross. Come, come, come on and let me. Gross. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, uh... I don't like touching girls. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Obviously, touching... We hate touching girls. Cooties! Uh, man. All right, Jacob. One of, the, one of the other things that I just do want to mention is that uh, the Wild Wild West mm-hmm. was definitely on the top 100. Uh, it was the top number one single. Just not during our... Not during any of our birthdays. Because it's a dope a, song un, and dope people listen to that dope song, dude. Unfortunately, it's not Amanda Joyce's uh, uh, birthday either when she when that happened. Um, that would have been true serendipity. Yeah. Any any predictions for any you? predictions for me? Britney Spears. Okay, so um, yeah, yeah. Christina Aguilera, Christina Aguilera mm-hmm. to Britney Spears. Yeah. Um, I'll just tell you, I because I have no idea. Tell it's, me. Uh, Balamos by Enrique Iglesias. Oh, Enrique Iglesias! I know him. I don't know Balamos, but I know... I don't know. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Ooh. I do know Enrique Iglesias. Ooh, this is the Despacito 0.5. Despacito Alpha. Not even 0.5, huh? We got a a disco ball. Did that Latin beat da da da? That's just busy. Just busy. It sounds Russian. It sounds like shitty Russian pop. <laughs> oh, I know this song. You would have been very stereotypical. You would have been six years old? Um, Yeah. Yeah, 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 I remember. Burrito, burrito. Much like the Christian Aguilera song. Only people remember the hook. You only remember the hook, right? Yeah. Another another thing? Let's do the one. It was let's do No, 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 no. I'm just saying. Another thing? It was part of the soundtrack to the film Wild Wild West. What? <laughs> Balamos means we dance or we are dancing. That's why I remember it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and so so this this is part of man the nineties were of, garbage. <laughs> this this represents part of a wave of new Latino music in general. Yeah. Uh, Live That's in La, good. Living La Vida Loco. Yeah. Um, Carlos Santana and uh, Matchbox Twenty. Rob Thomas did. Wait, smooth. Matchbox Twenty is Latino? 
No, no, no. But they they were together for oh, Smooth, which was right. a really really popular in this year. Can as we well, just talk about so. you know mash, this you, one too? It's interesting so. how Smooth is like a, a a mashup between two bands that are let's say kind of disparate. Because I was listening to Slide the other day, and Slide's well, Slide is a great song. Slides, and it's a mashup of artists that I wouldn't. Yeah, classically put yeah, together. Totally, man. Yeah. It's, sorry, total sidetrack. Well, no, there's not much more to say about it other than it, one year later in 2000, Sean Paul. Sean uh, Paul, gonna give me to you. Sampled the melody in his yeah. in one of his songs. So, mm. yeah, mm. yeah. Well, what do you think about these two years? Disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been appointed by <laughs> any? any... No. No. Honestly, like, so a lot far, of music doesn't so speak far, to me. None of none, none of this music been, really speaks to me. Yeah, none of it has been good. Or none of it is stuff that I would really care no, to I wouldn't. To I wouldn't. Be, I, Waterfalls I the, is all right. Yeah, and like uh, like Aerosmith, that was all. That was fine. That's yeah, better than it's, it's a jam. Uh, but but yeah. yeah, a lot of it just does not does not seem appealing to me. No. which is interesting. Uh, because we're just racist, that, I guess. It could be part of it. it could be part of it. Yeah, well, anyways. That's, uh, Let's hear what yours is, Jacob. That was mine. Oh, let's do year 2000, then. You want to do three? I think we could do one more year. That's okay, what I'm saying. let's do one more year, then. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Well, you don't need to... <laughs> you don't need to... The year 2000! Uh, well, Alden, any predictions about what would come to us in the next... I'm, I'm sensing a tidal wave shift. No more R&B. Okay. It's going to be something bold, decisive, brand new, fresh. I'm going to go Radiohead. As I All mentioned right. it earlier. Uh, I'm just going to play it All right, again. Hit me. Uh, it's it's going to be Britney Spears, isn't it? Yeah, it's Britney Spears. Oh, no, it's, oh, it's, oh yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, um, Backstreet Boys? Or NSYNC? It says it right on the front. I can't. They're, I they're can, dolls. It I says, can see it. It says it right at the top. I can see. Yeah, oh, it's insane. Damn it. It's... Babe. This is... Uh, Bye. It's gonna be me yeah. by insane. Yeah. God. Music was dire back then. As was fashion. It was frosted tips. Oh. <laughs> What's the fashion people are not gonna like? JT, so young and fresh, you know? JT fronting here. Oh man, it's bad that I know this this well. Why are they fighting the military? They hit the troops? Yeah, probably. This is My. before 9 11. That's true, so you could hate the troops then. So that's the other people that aren't JT. The way they're saying um, babe there really fresh. Babe. You've got it's no choice. Babe. babe. It's very a bioch Bioch situation. Um Yeah, this this one really has nothing really behind it in terms of like No, uh, it's just a boy band song. Composition and lyrics, literally all it says is like it's, it's a, about uh it's it's addressed to a woman who apparently has had bad experience in previous the man who shows interest assures her that he's nothing like her past lovers. So, um, other than that, I mean, yeah, really, it did didn't not, much, uh, yeah. yeah, I, kind of a basic so bitch year. One of the things about Mkalpia culture throughout the town, Justin Timberlake produces the words, the word me in such a way that it sounds more like may. Yeah. It's gonna be my. my. This oddity has led to his internet craze in which memes of Tim, just of Timberlake's face with the inspection, it's gonna be May, are 
are shared on the internet by numerous users every April 30th, including (laughs) U.S. President Barack Obama. Hey, look at that. A little bit of callback there. (laughs) Views on YouTube also garner uh, garner five times as many daily views on April 30th as they do the mid-April. Why April 30th? Because it's going to be May. Oh. That's that's why. Oh. That's actually kind of clever. That's kind of clever. That's stupid, but that's kind of clever. I like that. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's not the song that was cool. That was clever. It was. No, it, was it was the meme that came internet, afterward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the stupid internet. Woo, boy. So yeah, that is a change. You know, yeah, we got boy bands yeah. now. Yeah, um, it shifted. I'll so, I'll give it that. It's changed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We are, we are never gonna. We're never gonna get music that's good. <laughs> Jacob, what's your shit? Is it NSYNC as well, or is it Backstreet Boys? <laughs> it's another very early 2000s, 90s type thing. Uh, great. Maybe not necessarily for the music that it is. But uh, just like the style. But where it comes from. And actually it is pretty 90s, because this features two people who were very important. Um, two years ago. Well, in I don't know when that happened. In the next couple of years, they're going to be uh, really important. Uh, give me the shoes. Yeah, what does it say here? Uh, this is... Don't tell me if he's playing. Right here. It doesn't... There you go. Um, here we go. I don't know if this is a... Well, I've already been bummed out by... Wow, that's China. Is it Beyonce? I you don't know this. Okay, I don't know the music. Well, the music is kind of cool. It's interesting, actually. It's got that little... It's not like in Japan. Who is this? Uh, do you want to tell you? Yeah. I So, I'm just wondering if they're gonna... They, they did do a little cameo. And I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be more of them. But, uh, this is, uh, Doesn't Really Matter by Janet Jackson. I am. Just Janet Jackson? Janet Jackson. So the reason why I said it, it features two very famous people is like Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson made That's Super Bowl history later on. And I think a couple just, years ago we just watched Draft Day, which is about football. That's how everything links together. Sure, all things are connected in the um, vast cosmos of being people. But this movie, this this music was. Recorded for a movie, mm. Nutty Professor 2, The Clumps. <gasps> That's why they have the picture of the Nutty Professor on the TV. Right, exactly. The yeah. Clumps. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yikes. Um, yikes. It was a contrast from her previous bleak tone in The Velvet Rope. Because she was contracted to do it? I guess. Um, I don't know if there's really anything else that... Uh, what more can you fucking say? Shit's weak. Jackson received a minimum upfront payment of $3 million mm-hmm. for accepting the role, an additional $1 million to record the movie's theme. Ugh. So she, this is money. she was also starred in it, too? 
<sighs> Jackson stated, "It really the the movie really tells you uh, that it doesn't matter what's on the exterior, but the interior. His heart, his soul. That's what really matters to me. That's what I'm in love with. That's what matters to me the most. Doesn't matter what other people say. Do you know I had that? Just doesn't really matter. Do you know I had uh, uh, well, that's good. There was an interesting article that was posted recently about um, mm-hmm. there was this woman on Tumblr, and she was talking about how she had posted a an uh, like thing basically saying like." Um, I know I'm ugly mm. and like I'm okay with that it doesn't matter uh-huh. and then all the responses were like no you're beautiful blah 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 and she's like that's very patronizing I told you that I'm okay with like being ugly isn't the end of the world I said I'm okay with being ugly mm-hmm. and so from her perspective she was getting frustrated with people saying like you're beautiful you're beautiful you're gorgeous and it's like am yeah. I I'm, I don't think I am I have a mirror in front of me and I'm able to say that I but what she her point that she was trying to get at was like it's okay to be that way and that sentiment there where she says like sure. it doesn't matter um i'm not sure how much it applies not sure how much it applies i don't something know that sprung to my mind it's it interesting it's interesting that um like janet jackson like mm. you know she's she it's funny because like you know you got michael jackson you got is janet jackson you got jackson five i don't think she's dead no it's not that old whitney houston is dead i mean just justin timberlake and her were on yeah no like, i know I'm aware. I'm, aware. I'm aware i'm aware yeah um that's Again, which started YouTube. It's true. Which is what I was watching those videos, videos on. on. Uh, well, yeah, I was... Eh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. All this stuff has really been just a depressing slog. Yeah. Like, we had we had big butts. We had... That's a good jam. We had... Uh, was, we that had my, was that my birth year or my second year? Uh, I was one uh, years old. I don't remember. 91 but, or 90. But, but my point being is, like, yeah, you really... Like, when you're going through this, just... This experience has been like, yeah, you have to dig through a lot of stuff to find one that's, and it's that's like, interesting. And it just yeah. shows you that, like, modern culture and, like, what people choose is ultimately... Well, I think Werner Herzog... Welcome said, back to us looking down our noses <laughs> No, this isn't looking down. People. This isn't looking down. I was going to relate it back to what uh, the Werner Herzog once said, where he said that he was doing an, a response to a... a um, a student asking the question. Hey, like, what? No. Okay, sorry. A student asking the question like, "What should we watch?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "Wrestling." And they all sort of chuckled. He's like, "No, you must watch this because this is what the collective consciousness has chosen as something to to watch. It is what is coming at you, like to ignore pop uh, culture, quote unquote, or like the, what the uh, masses choose is to deny an, an important part of." reality that is being spoken mm-hmm. so you must watch the stuff that you might think is not good mm-hmm. or like beneath you because that's what's meaning that's what's there that's yeah. what's coming at you what is there oh i get that so i, I, I that. think that's, that's why that's why i'm intrigued by uh adam sandler yeah exactly i don't yeah. I mean those were some of our greatest early pods yeah. which you can find at our website realhumanbeings.com uh send us an email or a twitter <laughs> or uh uh nudes one of the three i like all three Pictures of noodles, please. Um. Anyway, uh, when we come back, we'll be talking about our fantasy fantasy draft. Uh, see you guys then. It's weird because we didn't know it was a fantasy fantasy draft until before, but then when we go to it, it's not going to be. The magic of editing! <laughs>
Enzo ends yet another playlist of our lives, closing out it with Smooth, which was a collaboration by Rob Thomas and Santana. Weird connection. It was one of the ones that was very popular in 1999 and bridged over into 2000. It was the number one single for both of those years for a number of weeks. It bridges the gap between classic rock and adult contemporary, as the genius page for its lyrics states. I did not choose to go with the Wild Wild West soundtrack for this interlude music because I have a spoiler in mind uh, that maybe I'll keep it in my back pocket for an upcoming episode just to give you a future look, clue, whatever. I was originally going to say that they all sound the same and they're all boring, but that's not totally true because some of them really do have some difference when it comes to their sound. And I think those are the ones that actually stick out. I am thankful to be off of the R&B love ballads uh, that we've gotten through and into the 2000s. Who knows if we'll ever do this segment again. We've gotten this far. Had a couple okay ones. The next section we have is um, something that I termed the fantasy fantasy draft. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever return to that either. Uh, what is it? I guess you'll just have to listen to find out, which we're gonna do right now. Jacob, why don't you ask me the question you just asked me? <laughs> no, no, I mean, no. it's going to be more no, like... we've got the mic It's going to be more like... It's going to be more like... This is the organic process. Yeah, well, no, more like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 but, but Alden, here's the thing that I wanted to ask you about. Oh, I see. What? <laughs> I see. <where> <laughs> 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 uh, so, anyways, Alden, mm-hmm. you like playing games. <laughs> yeah, but not just any sort of game. I like playing... Tabletop role-playing games, or pen and paper role-playing games, as they're sometimes called. I think we went through this kind of yeah. with Gary Guy guys. Yeah, we have, but just in case the viewers back at home. That's true, because some, <laughs> some people might not have listened to that episode. One of our best. That's a really great segment. Uh, I can't say. remember the number really off like of that like episode. Uh, it's Bing Bucks. Bing Butts. Uh, which it's is 17? 18? Ooh. Let's see. Good, good question. Which good one is question. it? Good um, question. Double digits, you know? Losing losing energy right here by looking it up, <laughs> but who cares? It's okay. Uh, the energy is just being redirected. <laughs> wow, that what a what a story, Alden. What a good question. Um uh, I I Alden Yes. What do you like if you Uh-huh <laughs> If you could have Dinner. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, not dinner. Because no, you no. don't you don't actually eat dinner. You don't no, like dinner. I don't believe it. So that would not be something that I would only be believe in there. breakfast, lunch, um, and brunch, weirdly after lunch. If you could have any soup no superpowers no. too much. We've already no. talked about that. Uh let's go with this. If you could play Dungeons and Dragons with anybody, any historical figure, who would it be and why? <laughs> Ah, uh, okay. So, of course, my, my brain my brain immediately goes to uh, asking questions. It wants to say, well, are they DMing or are they playing? And I'm DMing for them. Either one. Um, okay, I'll do both scenarios. And second scenario, do they have to be dead? 
Like, can we choose people who are alive, basically, is what I'm saying. Like, sure. Could I choose? Why not? Okay. All right. Third question. This is totally <laughs> third, our, There's third, nothing Third to question. This. Should I... I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. I should do two scenarios. One where I have a historical panel of people. Like four. I'm gonna pick four historical people who I want to be players, and I'm gonna pick one person I want to be my DM. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Cool. So, that's You're we're... putting restrictions yeah, on yeah, yeah, yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. that we're not previously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think okay, that's a good question. D and D. Uh, it's collaborative. It's fun. Uh, I would think that if I uh. wanted. First it's off, like sex. Yeah, yeah. Good D and D is like good sex. It's collaborative. It's, it's creative. It's there's hard. a bit of role play. You uh, you have to you have to roll the dice sometimes. Nice, you know? nice. You need nice. a couple partners. You need pen and paper. Yeah. To write down important. To stats. write down important stats, and there's a lot of math. <laughs> Every sexual encounter that I've ever had. Math and math. A ton related. of math. A ton man. of math. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, one plus one equals two. Two plus one equals three. You know these these things matter. <coughs> anyway, Are we talking about the number of STDs. I think the first player that I would pick on my D and D player. So I'm the DM here, Edgar Allan Poe. I'd have Edgar oh. Allan Poe because I think he has a sense for the theater. I think he has a sense of of the macabre, obviously. And I think he'd be a good lark to to bring around. All right, so let's. let's... Also, he's a drunk, which is really important. Uh, also, when you play TNT. Also, Alden, this was another part that I totally mentioned before. But That's right. You we have to. Mention. We have to. We have to do a scene where I have to act. You right. are the DM, right. and then I have to be yeah. whoever the person is. <laughs> let's. So let's. Let's. Oh, I would like to roll perception to see what's inside the house. All right, Edgar. You peer through the uh, window. And no, you I haven't rolled yet. <laughs> oh, alas, a five. Five. The number of times that I have tried to kill myself and yet has never gone through. Uh, thank you, Edgar. Uh, you see through the window, uh, the shadows of the room are drawn long. Ah, uh, shadows just like the shadows inside my heart. I mean, it could be a little grating at times, but I feel like Edgar could be a good time. It right. could be a good, a good lark. It's like either him or Mark Twain, I think, in that in that role. <laughs> Mark Twain would be more, yeah, yeah. he'd be more. Uh, <laughs> which yeah. quickly brings me to a second choice, which is Mark Twain. Uh, I right. have Mark Twain <laughs> as my second choice. Edgar Allan and Mark Twain, I think, would be great. They're both literary uh, guys. They're much more in the R O L E play aspect of the game. Uh, very much narrative narrativists. Yeah, um, which I think you know you need to have that sort of blend. So how does Mark Twain how does Mark sound? Do? Fuck. He's just like a southern dude, isn't he? Where's he from? Where's he from? My real name is Samuel Clements, and I'm playing this here game with you, y'all, today. My character's name is Shuckleberry Twin. And he's a boy yes. from the frontier town. Ah, I see. Drawing and he's got old... a He's got a he's got a friend named Jam. <laughs> Using older work, that's fine. You can draw inspiration. That's, that's good. All right, uh, uh, Mark, your character has found himself uh, alone, adrift on a raft. Uh, next to him, swarms masses of alligators. What would you like to do? Well, I'm gonna start thinking about if these here alligators have any vernacular that I can write down the rest of my. Well, yes, I, I my... do. <laughs> Hello there, Massa. 
Well, as Mark Twain, I'm not offended by this, but if there was any common, any, any, any people from the modern day, they might perhaps find this a little offensive. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, obviously you'd have to probably try and... Uh, Tone some of their sensibilities out. They'd be, you know. Well, we're assuming that. Yeah. I, I think. I think we're assuming that they'd be transported here, and you wouldn't have to like spend the next thing saying like, like "This is a this light. is a light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> this is a refrigerator. Yeah. They, this is a door." Yeah, they understand within the context of the world. Sure, the world they're in. Yeah, I, th- I think. Yeah. I think we can establish that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think. I think it's the the third one who I'd really like to get in. To get in just to bring a bit of like a fire and passion, Joan of Arc. I think that would be really cool to have. Uh, Far would be really good. I mean, classic paladin picker. She's got really, she's really fiery. You know. You know what's dear? Actually, I'm going to be a rogue this time. I don't like to mix my. <laughs> no, she should be French. Huh? Oh, 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 I don't like to mix my my work with my pleasure. Yeah, I will be an evil. Evil stealing, uh, how do you say, a rogue? <laughs> that sounds great, Joan. I'm really glad to see you trying something new. Uh, so uh, you 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 are sneaking past an orphanage and you see a small boy with a large. I will gold... spit on him. <laughs> well, I didn't finish describing. <laughs> I doesn't matter. I will spit on him. It's this is where she gets all her like really repressed yeah. shit out. Yeah, I think yeah. maybe maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then uh, and then I think last sure. but not least. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of big personality. At your <laughs> you need just somebody. <laughs> I need I need somebody just like a little more relaxed. Okay. Uh, so I'm thinking somebody like um, Winston Churchill could be good. <laughs> what? You trying to pick somebody who's like relaxed? Yeah, well, he's, he's, not a, big, he's just a, a big personality. And he drinks. I mean, like, what do you? So I you know, have you you, you, know, you have little, three alcoholics <laughs> and one teenage girl. <laughs> <laughs> The perfect party! Wait, Jacob, four alcoholics. <laughs> Alden is including himself, of course. Um, no. My dear girl, <laughs> yes, I am drunk, and in the morning I shall wake up and I shall be sober, but you shall still be ugly. Yeah, exactly, right? You could have somebody like that, or... No. I roll to see if I hit the ogre. I need, I need somebody... Oh, you know what? I know. Um, somebody like um, oh, he's an alcoholic too. Fuck, who's not an alcoholic? Who are you like, thinking? I was thinking like Grant Lincoln. Let's get Lincoln in there. Lincoln, he's a mediator. He's he's got a bit of a commanding presence. He's 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 calm. Four score and seven years yeah. ago. He's kind of weird looking. He has, he has a very high voice yeah. apparently, yeah, kind of the, kind of like a tea kettle. Oh, weird, strangely, so that's who my party. What would Abraham Lincoln would pick like? Ranger. So wait, so wait, who, so what would your comp be? Because, because Joan of Arc, Paladin, sure. Yes. Uh, Mark Twain, Bard. Mark Twain, Bard, okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, you got a lot of charisma already. Yeah, Mark Twain, Bard. And then we've got Abraham Lincoln, he's gonna pick a ranger. Or, like, some... Because he's from a woods... He likes being a he's woods... He's a barbarian. Yeah, he's just like a dude... I well, just, he, he used to, he he used to wrestle. wrestle. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait. I just thought of the, the follow-up to this, but... Anyways, yeah. So, so then... So, we got, we got barbarian, paladin, right. bard. Sure. And then Edgar can would either he be go... Like, he could go bard, but I don't think he would. Cause he'd be, like, a wizard or something? Yeah, or a warlock. Or, a warlock? Yeah, okay. or a cleric. Oh, yeah, like, actually, warlock yeah. would make a lot yeah. of sense. Right. Okay, so that's that's if you're DMing. That's what I'm DMing. Yeah. What kind of what kind of adventure would you set out for them? I think what I'd want to do is something. Uh, let's see here. I think 
All of them, all four of those people deal with, like, humans, I think, in a very real, in different ways. So, like, Joan of Arc inspires. Abe Lincoln inspires. Mark Twain, he... For negotiated for diplomats. He's, diplomat, like, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a politician, yeah. man. And then Mark Twain, he examines. And then Edgar, like, mourns. He's, like, the, the, the depths of humanity. So you get all these, like, ranges. So what you really want to make it here is actually something where they get a chance to quote-unquote role play like you really have to let mm-hmm. them bounce off each other and bounce off you yeah so court intrigue make it huh. make it like a little bit more maybe not necessarily urban but something where they're dealing with people they're having to like go to places right. and and combat isn't it's not necessarily a crawl or yeah, something yeah exactly hmm. you know and then if they do get into combat joan can you know it's like joan has good joan's the combat leader sure. and then abe's the Apes the... Yeah, I guess Barbarian doesn't make a ton of sense. Although, I would kind of want to play that. A yeah. Barbarian who has, yeah. like... He's not necessarily... He's diplomatic. Yeah. He was, like, very... <laughs> I would rather talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't like... want to be... I don't want to rage. I don't, I don't want to... Yeah. I don't, it's I don't very want Hulk. To... Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to rip Hulk, you in half. Basically. Well, no, because Hulk is, like... In Abe, it would be a conscious choice. He's like, well, you, I'm, I guess I'm going to have to emancipate you. And then... <laughs> From your limbs, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then he just rips you apart. You have so many good one-liners, as yeah. Abe Lincoln. <laughs> um, so that that's that's the party. Okay. Um, um, so 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 that's and that's the adventure you'd have. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So that's that's you DMing. That's now, me. Yeah. Now, do you have a, a different choice? You said you were going to do it two different ways. Yeah. So the other option is who's who's my who's the person who's my DM? Right, like uh, who, which historical figure DMs me? Karl Marx. No, this is true. No, but did Nietzsche. <laughs> Nietzsche. Oh, I forgot about that. That's a good one. Now, which four philosophers would I... As, as you stare into the, the vast void that is you, our ex- human existence. existence. <laughs> you find yourself alone without hope. Roll a wisdom saving throw. Not having fun, Nietzsche. <laughs> Roll it! Declare that. yourself an Ubermensch. I love that. You lack the will. <laughs> you die. <laughs> no saving throw. Um, okay, so who would you want to DM you? Uh, I mean Nietzsche, obviously. No, I don't know. <laughs> right. um, I think you know it's a tough one. I, I have one in mind. Historical. Figure. I have one in mind. If you do, you, can I go? Yeah, you go. All yeah. right. I don't want to be damned by. Leonardo da Vinci. Oh. Because he has all the mathematics skills. Right, true. But that. he's also a very creative human being. Yeah. Because he thinks of like yeah. all these like yeah. fantastical inventions and stuff. Yeah. And I think he would he oh, would craft would. a really interesting story, yeah. really cool. He would be totally open to yeah. different mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and really flexible. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that as a DM personally. Like somebody who can uh, go along with what somebody's, you know, going with that. So I, I, well, I thank think you. I think yeah, no, I've always said that. I've always said that. <laughs> Just toot my own. Um, so I, th- I think Leonardo da Vinci would also be good at that. So that's that's who he would, I would want as, mm-hmm. as mine. I've got I've got, I've got mine now. Okay, Baron von Munchausen, <laughs> who was real. Is that real? He's real. Oh, okay, the, Baron von Munchausen was a real man, and he was famous for basically making up hugely tall tales at, uh-huh. at soirees. This was like. Pre-Napoleonic, this was like the 1750s, uh-huh. 60, or 1600, 700, somewhere in there. And he would just go around and just like make shit up. And he yeah. was this German, uh, of course, famously turned into a movie. And, uh, by, I've never seen by Terry Gilliam, um, Starring William Hurt, I think, as 
the Baron. But he would be like I don't think I'd be. It wouldn't be for like a serious game because he is yeah. like ridiculous. But he would be fun. Would you be know, fun. I like his brother better, Billy Healed, nice. instead of William Hurt. Nice, 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 dude. <laughs> Anyways, nice. <laughs> so Baron von Munchausen. That's so it would Baron be it would be a silly one. It would It'd be, be definitely not, a silly one. Yeah. Just a one-off. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't plumb the depths of human emotion. I feel like if I wanted yeah, to do that, yeah. I'd have to pick somebody like um, Shakespeare or um, Chaucer. Ooh, Shakespeare would be a good one. Or Chaucer too. or something uh, like that. Yeah. Or, you know, just somebody who's like a little bit more. Damn. Grappled in. Uh, the only thing, though, picking all these playwrights and stuff, mm. I'm, I'm feeling like, and writers, uh, like, wouldn't they just want to tell the like? They would. Would they be open to collaboration? Like, do you think? I think that's why you have to stack the party a little bit there. That's why, like, I gave Edgar ta- uh, Mark, right? You got to get them to bounce off each other a little bit to la- allow the fruits to flow the juice, right? I don't know if I understand that quite so much, but okay. So like collaborate, but I, but I just mean like I just mean like As would a DM. would. Shakespeare, and also, yeah. Shakespeare was more than one person. Haven't you heard all the theories yeah, true, and everything? Yes, true, true. Obviously. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. He, obviously, he was like multiple. He was a yeah. woman. Um, he was a, uh, he was a, a transsexual how? lesbian woman. Wow. These yeah. PC, they're just rewriting, rewriting history, yeah. and we can't even like what we like anymore. Um, no, I, I feel like the, the thing with... Um, the thing with the Gear Wars is... <laughs> the thing with, like, playwrights or, or writers in general, I'm just like, would they allow you to mm. insert... Would they be open to, like, telling right. a story together, or would they just want to, like, have control over it? I think you'd have to pick your author carefully. Yes, is what true. I'm saying. Yeah. So. I think Shakespeare would be willing to fuck around with shit. His... Yeah, I mean, he's got some weird stuff. Yeah. I would be... Um, one who I would like... Uh, George Bernard Shaw? Mm-hmm. Just because he has like a overallingly humanist view of the world, and mm-hmm. like I don't know, that'd be nice to kind of mm-hmm. be reinforced about the goodness of stuff. I wouldn't want to do a thing like uh, you know, like I'm trying to think who's the equivalent. I wouldn't want to do like Ernest Hemingway or oh, yeah. like uh, someone depressing. You see a gun or <laughs> J.D. Salinger. <laughs> J.D. Salinger. Uh, They're all phonies, uh, <laughs> man. Fight back against them. Honestly, reading some RPG text though, it's it's crazy how like uh-huh. and like this is the thing I've noticed too with ever since writing Ogre and and uh, sitting down and trying to come up with rules of my own and reading a bunch of other systems is like how political RPG texts are in, in a very like tangible, almost like fungible way. Like it's a spendable currency. with Fungible? No, it's like... It's a silly word. I know, I know. D&D is not a good example of this, but things like um, Shadowrun, for example, or Vampire the Masquerade, the text itself is so clearly politically biased that it it the you cannot not operate in those terminology you can't operate not, like outside what does of that mean? so for example like that. within um sh- uh shadow run the the corporations have taken over the world yeah and you are playing as a shadow runner so like you're kind of in your very nature you are forced into doing you are libertarian yeah. sure. to to basic anti-establishment, you're you're going to be anti-establishment. Yeah. Okay. In it's like and and that's just like, by virtue of that's the like text. Legend of the Five Rings yeah. too. Like you're automatically going to be in one of the yeah. big samurai families. Yeah. Like they're it just one of that, it just you know writes in. Yeah. And it, sure. it, it, it's something about like how I don't know. It's it's a little bit different. I feel like it's different than a video video games do the same thing too, right? Because you you 
choose a character and you're part of whatever story is being told. Just yeah. like when you read a book. But RPGs are different, I think, because you do have some ownership over of how your character acts. But then if this if the if the tools which you're given only operate in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Well, so like Shadowrun, yeah. if my character starts off like anti-establishment, yeah. libertarianism, yeah. like you're saying, um, could I... Yeah, they're, they're totally... Could I totally just play him... Core? Differently? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah? You oh. could. But the reading the text and the rules, everything it's says... Like not how you're supposed yeah. to play. You're clearly... You're playing wrong! You're clearly going against... Just like with Vampire the Masquerade, like recently got into hot water. I don't and, know what that is. So it's explain a... context? World of Darkness. It's a... It's a... It's a... It's an... <laughs> I'm so edgy and cool. I'm wearing a, kata- a katana and the long trench coat fedora, man. Uh, world, uh, New World of Darkness took over the RPGs in the '90s for a brief moment. Uh, oh wow! Okay, so this is interesting because like, yeah, this is the, the Wachowski same, brothers basically. In the same breath, you got in the '90s like that edge lord shit, yeah. but then also in comic books yeah. and like nerd culture yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff, that's all like yeah, yeah. super. Yeah. Wow! So just everything, was, everything, everything was. '90s sucked. So, man. so, the, so Vampire the Masquerade is about you become vampires and you have to continue the masquerade i.e. pretending to be normies when you're secretly an all-powerful super vampire and nobody really understands powerful, you really, man yeah that's nobody a really gets you. like a power trip right <laughs> yeah there, definitely for you, nerds yeah uh, nobody gets uh, you man huh. so then you're you're in different clans that have different things and blah 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 and like they had an interesting rule system i'll give them that but i think a, recently with their new with their new um addition <laughs> They managed to somehow piss off the left and the right. Okay. Like the extreme left and extreme right. Sure. Uh, well, not the extreme left, but the left and the right. Uh, why one saying that um, the Ch- Chechen government is actually run by vampires and is only pretending to kill gay people in Chechnya, which is a real life event that's happening. Yeah. But they're but they just said it's just pretend. It's yeah, a fake. So that pissed uh, off the left. Yeah. And then, and then, <laughs> pissed off the right by saying that every single good person is not centrist or right, basically. So, uh, like anybody who's good in the book is very clearly anti-establishment, LGBTQ positive, uh, or like whatever, like blah blah blah, a yeah. marginalized person. Yeah. Um, and okay. then that that ticked off both sides. So, uh, amazingly, they managed to to anger everybody. Uh, I don't know how this related so, to what we were talking about, but so it, the politicalization of the text. Would you would you play which which would you play with? Would you play D and you play D and D with your four? I think I would, but I think I'd also want to just make them play ogre. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny, Alden, because actually you don't know this, but behind that door, what? <laughs> no, I, I wish. No, what's your team? I want to hear who you'd play with. Four people who you'd play with. Who so, I'd play with? Yeah, or so like DM or or just like we were not I'm not DMing for them. No, maybe if because I know you don't really like DMing, so I just figured like co-players, let's call them. Um, and you can pick same as ones as mine too. Oh well, yeah, yeah. I'm picking all the same. No, I'm just saying. I know. I know you like Abe Lincoln. I just I don't want to leave him on the table. <laughs> I wanted to leave him on the table. Um, <laughs> That's all. Uh, you know what? I think this would be. <laughs> no, this is shit. Hitler. I was just thinking. No, I was just thinking. Like, get two people with the opposite idea. Oh. Like, get Adam Smith 
in with uh, Hamilton, Shay Guevara, <laughs> or something like yeah. that, or like Fidel Castro and. Um, Who's who did Hamilton hate again? Or Mao Zedong and Chiang Kai-shek? Just get Hamilton and Burr. Uh, Hamilton and Burr. No, I'm trying to because that that would just be sh- like yeah. shitty because I'm just saying like oh they they'd just be funny. Yeah. Um, Chanka- okay. Who who would be good Gary Gygax, Rob uh, Kuntz. I'm trying to think like historical figures yeah. like like people who who matter. Gary Gygax matters. Um, uh, I feel like Mary Wollstonecraft. Mm-hmm. Um, because or Mary Shelley, Mary Shelley. Oh, Mary Shelley. Mary Shelley. Yeah. Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. Lady. Yeah. yeah Mary, Mary Shelley. Shelley. I think because she like yeah. she's really has an interesting mind and would like she's take creative, things in yeah. different ways that I wouldn't really be expecting. Um. Yeah. So and she's a total babe, man. Total babe. Total babe. Well, she actually probably was. <laughs> Um, let's see who else. Uh, um, play with Gandhi. Oh, nice. <laughs> what would he be like? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's keep it Gandhi. Gandhi, um, Gandhi, Mary Gandhi, Shelley. Gandhi, uh, Mary, Wall- Mary Shelley. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm trying to pick like. Hmm, what about uh, Genghis Khan? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> where my that's exactly where my mind went to. All right, I'm gonna do. All right. Genghis Khan. Parallel thinking, Genghis yeah. Khan. I'm doing Genghis Khan then. All right, that that just that just makes me be like, okay, uh, yeah, I have to do it. Um, Genghis Khan, Gandhi. Let's see, and then man, it's kind of crazy Grant. how many people are like. Unless he says Grant, just like warlords or generals or yeah. like fighter people. Einstein, you know. Um, um. Oh, what's that guy who invented peanuts? George Washington Carver? Yeah. Or the... He didn't invent peanuts. <laughs> or the... He didn't just come over one time. Like, oh, I'm That's exactly peanuts. what Clone Eye taught me. And Clone Eye's... What about the black you know guy what? who's got big white hair who hung out with Lincoln no. all the time? Uh, oh, Douglas. Frederick Douglas. Damn it. That is a good pull. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Harry Tubman, actually. Who are you though. saying? I'm going to go, you... I'm gonna go Harry Tubman. Well, okay... Damn it! Okay, no. You know what? Scrap that. I'm gonna go uh, new. New, 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 uh, clean new. Slate. Sorry, clean slate. Clean slate. Uh, gonna keep uh, keep Harry Harriet Tubman. Yeah. Um, crazy horse. Nice. Uh, crazy horse. Uh, you know, fuck. <laughs> his cousin was called Sane Donkey. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. And Harriet Tubman again. She gets young, in. young she Harriet. She gets in twice. Um, <laughs> shit, I'm trying to think. H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, Will Eisner. <laughs> Will Eisner, <laughs> comic book, comic book artist. <laughs> yeah. He does. He's not really a great man of history. Stanley. <laughs> he's not really a great man of history. I'd love to see yeah. him. Uh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> this is really great. Worked out great. Well. Let's move on to a different one. What is like the first character you made? The first character I ever made was a we, we rolled straight down, nice. and this was this was an old classic one where uh, Henry Stone's dad he rolled for us yeah. and was behind a thing, and we basically did not get to do like like he described mm. everything. We didn't mm. know if we hit like mm. by just that much or like by yeah. you know like, like so it was a lot of it was running away from stuff mm-hmm. because that's what 
that's maybe why I'm the way I am today. Um, but my very first character, I I rolled the stats and they were not particularly good. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that I had was an 18 constitution, so I just ended up being a fighter, um, human fighter. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, classic. Classic. Um, I only had like a 13 strength, mm. like a, an 11 dex, yeah. 18 con, a 9 intelligence, yeah. which I was really upset about even though I shouldn't have cared, but yeah. I was for the longest time like, I'm not stupid. Yeah. 13 wisdom and then a uh, an okay charisma and a 14 charisma. Yeah. So that's, that's those are pretty... Yeah. Blah, yeah he's like, like a guy who's a bit of a dummy, but kind of good looking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and super healthy. <laughs> but I never I never really played him that well. We all had rings. My ring basically made it, gave me like, essentially the, the feet endurance. And well. then, what's the other one that comes after? Die Hard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Basically, I... I had extra hit points. Yeah. That was my whole thing. Cool. So it was tough. Um, do you, yeah, remember, do you and, remember his and name? After, yeah, I named him uh, Connell. Nice. Connell. Yeah. Like after the, those are the Irish uh, warriors at that point. Yeah. That was, that was one Cook of the Coin. people. That, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, no. So, um, and that, that started a whole string of basically me playing fighter or fighter type mm-hmm. characters and then i got more interested in the rogues and i started going kind of fighter rogue mm-hmm. and trying to figure out things like that it took me a really long time to get to the part where i wanted to be mm-hmm. like even touch magic mm-hmm. users for the longest time i'm like that looks really complicated but i think it's one of the like now i don't think i can ever go back yeah being purely martial when I have at least some sort of magic mm-hmm. there. What's the first character you ever made? First character I ever made... First character, or first thing you ever DM'd, I don't know. Uh, well, so the first character I ever made... So I actually didn't play until I was 19. <gasps> I never actually played D&D. I DM'd <gasps> a lot. <laughs> but I didn't play until I was like 19. Okay. Uh... And I didn't even like really play that character that long. Um, I didn't play and then when I was 22 I played in a roll 20 campaign with Kirk a buddy of mine who did Savage Worlds it's a different system but uh, that I played a a IRS tax agent who had his eye ripped out by an Appalachian witch right I think I've talked about this before hearing about this yeah Yeah. Um, but that was like the character who lasted the longest Um, I've always been like the characters I've been given by DMs are generally characters that are like <laughs> characters who are designed to tell the party what to do because Kirk and like other DMs have relied on me to be the person to be like, all right, everybody, this is what we're trying to do now because they understand that they know that I know what they're trying to do. Isn't it like, stupid that so that's like, the see? Okay, there's like which is kind of your role in our group Look, too. It's like the it's the it's the player wrangler, right? Like you have to have somebody on your side. Uh, first D and D character that I first first in D M D and D character oh, that, I, that I can remember making specifically uh, um, was Zook Falcor, which I made for a campaign here in my first year, which was a meme build <laughs> where I again weirdly like your brother name? Falcor Zook Falcor. Oh no, sorry. Was- Namfoodle. Yeah, I thought his name was Namfoodle. That was his, Zook Falcor was his uh, familiar. Right. His raven familiar. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Zook Falcor. And Namfoodle. Namfoodle, which was a meme build in 3.5. Uh, 
which had he had one HP and he was level eight. You somehow managed to keep the. I had uh, I had a feat. Negative. You you were you were the maximum health maximum age. age, and then you had this thing, basically that kept your kept your HP at, at one. At one. Yeah. yeah, I kept it at one, and I, I it it allowed my int to be twenty two or something crazy like that, and like it was a stupid shit post of a build, which I played twice. Yeah, uh, that didn't last at all, man. No, uh, way too big. And uh, yeah, for sure. But still, with one HP, I was still doing more than people. So hey, whatever, fuck it. Um, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, that's that's been the last. What was the first thing that you ever DM'd? Like do you uh, middle remember? school, grade yeah. seven. Well, okay. the first the first Dungeons and Dragons I ever came across was when I was in grade four. Right. I was reading the monster manuals. Yeah. So to me, it wasn't even like. It wasn't, it wasn't even, a, even game. a game. It was yeah, just yeah, theoretical no, I, knowledge. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I get that. The game, I made my own system when I was six years old. When I was in grade six. It's called Myth. It was very well. It was just basically a... a, uh, a Four-letter s- words. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Gross. Uh, it was basically Gross. just in, uh, a second edition like rip with simplified rules. Again, look at me there still. It's still doing simplified rules, yeah. <sighs> Um, I had a buddy of mine, uh, Steve, and then Dave, and then Kristen. We played two sessions in the back of Madame Mullen's class before it got cancelled. Got cancelled for satanic worship? Like, no, Dave you. was an asshole. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> I didn't want to keep playing. So well, that's fair too. <laughs> uh, but they had just recently found a werewolf. Ooh, and I believe the I remember this. It was in Mr. Curtis's class at the time. Is that's where we went. Dave took a silver axe and then threw it in the river, and I was like, I got very annoyed at him because I was like, I left it there to help you to help you guys, and now you've like fucked the people. Yeah. And they, they were just rolling dice, like it was just like yeah. you know kid shit. But to me, <laughs> shit mattered, so I can't. Um. <laughs> So cancel it. Right? I mean, hey, Fuck it. It. we'll There's do it uni- live. Universal constant, right? The um, cancel culture hashtag. The uh, black moods they strike it when uh, they want what's, to. What's getting canceled now? <sighs> Man, yeah, but and then oh uh, oh oh uh, the the longest I've ever played was a year. That's the longest play. And it was a Shadowrun game. Fifth edition. Hmm. Gord Perkins. A hacker with an extremely large bod. Which makes like, him fat? No. Or like... His bod stat, his body stat was very yeah. high, which meant he was very tough. Oh, right. I you think just, I told you. I told... You jumped out of a window one yeah. time and I just, just like, soaked the damage. damage. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I'm like, I said, how tall is he? He's like, three stars. I'm like, cool. I'm just going to fall out the window. Just going to roll out the window. Bye. <laughs> Just holding the thing, just like crumple. Ah, cool. Because like I wouldn't, I'd be fine. And I just ran off and left everybody else in the lurch. I was also weirdly good at like shooting. And th- thank God I had the high bot too, because we were driving out to go to like a meetup or something like that. And I, uh, we get stopped. We get stopped. We get like the bandits like pull us over. They're like, or they're at a barricade. They get stop. And I quite specifically said that I was wearing like a bright blue windbreaker because I'm a guy from the city. I don't know fucking anything. And I step out of the car and I go like, hello! And then I immediately get shot because <laughs> I'm like, hi! 
<laughs> Why like, are you waving? Because my character, the way I envision him is he was a he was a because again I, I kind of revolted against. I'm always trying to like. <laughs> You you really don't be like being told what to do, so no wonder you can never be a player. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you, can, you can only. Well, no, I I like I like being told what to do, but I do like seeing I like seeing different things than what we've seen before. Right. So like, my friend who was playing uh, an adept, which is just like a martial artist, fairly generic, just like an elf adept, nothing crazy. Yeah. And I was like, well, what if this guy was uh, a, a hacker, but he was somebody who was in the core. For like the corporations, yeah. for like most of his life, yeah. and he was a core man through and through, and then he just lost his like he lost his job, he lost everything, and he's having to turn to like what he's heard about the shadow running community. Like he's he doesn't heard, actually he, have he, any he, idea. He, he has no idea. He's just like I'm, I have no job. I've, I've been framed. He he got framed by his boss. Like I, I need to get money. That's pretty funny. And like so he, he he's just like I don't know what's going on. Uh, uh, like he's just like totally. It's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah and like, like it was a good, it was a fun character. Uh, he beat a, a beat a guy to death with a car door. Jesus, because he had to defend his like. And that's it. Was always about like I liked putting. I liked having this normal man having right. to go into like harder and harder yeah. situations, and that yeah, was like yeah. the crux of his development of him being like. Like I need to. Do, am I doing this to survive? And blah blah. blah. And at the end, that it, it was sucked because we had to kind of cancel it or something. I can't remember why it ended, but uh, we were going to this. Um, so in the Shadow Run, there's like a native country. Basically, it's like the it's a, mm-hmm. a a collection of tribes that have banded together, and we were going to a town to collect some MacGuffin, and I managed to hack a SAM site, like an anti missile, an anti aircraft missile site that they had around their village protecting it okay um we had like oh right yeah. you were gonna blow i just up. pointed at the missiles at their villages like give me the thing or i will blow up your village and that was the point where i'd like in my head escalated into the point where he's willing to take the steps necessary like he because before that he'd always been like i don't want to like like i don't know how far i'm willing to take these things uh, or like what's been happening in that moment. In that Gord moment. Perkins knew exactly, <laughs> exactly. how far. Yeah, exactly. Why isn't Gord? It's because Gordon is a funny name to me. <laughs> you don't hear too many Gordons. Yeah. Or Gords. Gord, yeah. Ugh. I had a picture Gors. of him. I, had like, I actually still have his... Uh, I don't have his stats. I, I unfortunately don't have his character sheet anymore, which I'm really ticked about. Uh, you I have a picture of him? But I have a picture of him. Uh, he's uh, a normal looking guy? Yeah, he's just sort of like... He's like a... He's got like dye... His like hair's dyed black. Okay. He's like in his early fifties. He's schlubby. He's kind of like looks harassed, like death of a like just sort of death of a salesman kind of like this figure of like. Mm-hmm. And then a, a, a man pushed a bit too far, I guess. I don't know. He was a lot of fun to play. Well, to give myself something to work with at the end of this, <laughs> that that that's been a great segment of D and D related. This has been. What has fantasy? It's fantasy role play. Fantasy, fan, fantasy, fantasy draft. Fan, fantasy, fantasy draft. There we go. Yeah. There we go. It is our fantasy. Who you fantasy got? Draft. Fantasy, fantasy draft. Who you got? Who, who you got, man? Who you got, man? Coming up next, something else. <laughs> um, and since D and D is such a dorky '80s thing to do, I've composed a dorky <laughs> '80s jingle for D and D Beyond. Oh, <laughs> 
You've got the perfect warlock, the weapons and supplies, but you need a place to track your stuff, cause you're so disorganized. You click open the web page, you heard about our critical role. Now you're ready to kick some butt in that mine shaft full of nose. It's DD. DND Beyond, yeah, DND! <laughs> DND Beyond! You got your stats, you got your swords, and you got your invisible wand! It's DND! DND! Do 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 do! DND Beyond! <laughs> There are moments like this that makes me a little sad that you're no longer a bard. So nerdy interlude for a nerdy topic that we just did. That was Sam Rigel from the podcast Critical Role uh, singing his theme song for D&D Beyond, which is a online thing where you can upload like your character and keep track of stuff. Uh, they actually ended up making that into a real life uh music video uh it's animated it's up online um i'll definitely post a link for it it's pretty cool looking and it's got uh some awesome theme music to it too i don't actually really listen to critical role or watch the show at all um but uh i know already just by seeing that that sam rigel probably my favorite guy yeah pretty nerdy conversation but uh honestly that's one of the ones where we are talking the most naturally that's that's really how we usually talk about D&D which is pretty pathetic but uh oh well it's it's a fun game if you haven't tried it already I don't know give it a try if that's not your speed there's plenty of other ones that are there uh I really did go through a change in playing uh from when I started to now before, I really considered it more of a game, more of a tabletop thing, and, and now it's kind of like bad improv or uh, constructing a story or something more like that, and that's really more of what I've been interested in recently. I think it has a lot of potential, but I mean, you could tell that. We just talked about it for like 30 minutes straight. Uh, coming up last but not least uh, is our favorite segment of this week and every week. Our picks of the week, so stay tuned. Got the perfect warlock, her weapons and supplies. But you need a place to track your stuff, cause you're so disorganized. You click open the webpage, you heard about a critical role. And now you're ready to kick some butt in that mine shaft full of nose. It's DNT! Everybody, hello, hello, everybody, hello, hello, everybody, hello, everybody. It's pretty good. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hey, hi, everybody. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. It's uh, it's time for our favorite time of the hey, week. Over here. Picks of the what? Are you, what? Picks of the week, Jacob. Do you know what it is? Picks of the week. It's picks of the week. That's right. 
Uh, picks of the week, everybody. This is where we pick something that we've been uh, really enjoying or otherwise been grooving with uh, for the past week. Uh, I should I just start? I mean, like, I've picked Ogre before, so I'm not going to pick that. But the thing I am going to pick this week does involve uh, reading. And specifically, what I've been uh, enjoying this week has been getting back into just the process of, like, critically digesting text. Or critically digesting, <laughs> <laughs> like, things. So I, I started reading a, um, a book uh, that I have on my computer called... Uh, Sex, Sadism, and Punishment in the Medieval Ages. Jesus, which what? Which focuses on um, specifically how punishment was meted out in in medieval times in regards to um, sexual taboo. So, like, what were the punishments and what was the process and why did the medieval era have certain views on how we view sex and how we view, um, like, the roles within society and what we do. Okay. It's an academic text. Like it's 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 six different chapters, which are Damn six, different, six different articles. I wanted it to be a hot. No, it's not steamy. Hot. No, but they do actually have. There's a couple of interesting things that you can draw from it. But reading it like activated a part of my brain which I haven't used since university, which is where you have to like really pay attention when you're yeah. reading and very deeply like look at something and go like, okay, what are they actually saying here? Look at the references. Go like, and you have to hold all that information in your head as you move forward from each section to the next, which is something I just really haven't had to do that much in no. in reading lately, at least for the past three years. So that was really like cool to get back into that. And then I went back. This is this is where it links to Ogre a little bit. I went back and started reading mm-hmm. like um, RPG books with that mentality of like, okay, how do we construct knowledge? How do we give knowledge? And then how do we how does a person retain it? Mm-hmm. Um, what yeah. this all what, what this all links back to is sort of a, a weird point is sure. uh, a lot of RPG books hugely political like yeah. monstrously political and in a way that I think people don't pick up unless you are reading in reading a lot of them yeah, yeah. like reading D&D just like a, the D&D player's handbook on its own you sure. wouldn't pick up like some of the political stuff but it is there and then in some books like uh Lamentations of the Fire Princess or uh, World of Darkness, they're very apparent. Shadowrun, I think we talked about it in passing um, some time back. Pretty, pretty libertarian. Yeah, kind of pretty thing. libertarian. And then this one that I've been reading today, this guy, he uh, uh, he wrote a book essentially where you can make characters, NPCs, um, by rolling on tables. I was ta- talking sure, to Jacob about yeah. this thing. You love your tables. Yeah, it was great. And there's this one section where he says, um, you can go to table 649 for... Um, uh, like vices, basically, like bad things. Sure. And one of the tables goes sexual vice, like that maybe your character has some like sexual mm-hmm. like preference or whatever. Hey, His which... box literally says, yeah. "I believe uh-huh. <laughs> that sex should only happen between a man and a woman who are married. I believe that therapy through positive reinforcement can fix anybody who deviates from that." And I believe that if you want to include this in your game, you can do it on your own free time and you should just fuck off. Like it's oh like that blunt and brutal. And I was like, whoa, like holy shit. This is like he's all of a sudden the 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 uh, very neutral bland rulings just mm-hmm. leapt with life of this person's leapt actual with life. Well, because when you read when you read like a it's like reading a like rule reason. book for like a sports game, and then all of a sudden you start reading about how he hates black people. Right. Like it's just like wait what wait hold on yeah, I thought where does this come from <laughs> right. just, you I, thought, know, yeah. I thought I was reading about this other thing yeah um, for real yeah so that's that's really been fun to get back into that that sort of mm-hmm. uh, 
academic mindset oh, when it comes that makes to sense. Reading. Yeah, I, and that's actually helped with like the I students too because, like, too. when I was when I was helping them fix their like mm. essays and whatever, it just made you feel more aware of like what writing. am I actually looking for? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, okay, so here's mm-hmm. why the, this is the problem. And, like, the makes sense. So that was like that was a good positive. I feel like yeah, people who read. Look, people I bored you with my speech. It's no, incredible. Suddenly turned really tired for some reason. Um, I think people who read, like, like reading is like a, a really important thing. And like, I feel like as an adult, uh, one of the questions that like would make me respect somebody or whatever is if they like say like, oh, what have you been reading lately or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, that's why I, I don't know. I wish I could. I was getting into reading again. Maybe with this vacation, I will do it again. But that's really the only time that I actually read. It's hard, man. I don't know why. It's tough. Too busy. You get busy. Getting busy with it. Uh, Well, uh, you know who else is getting busy with it, Alden? God. The National Football League. Uh, Oh. It's draft day, is it? Re- well, it's drafting? Draft half. Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, draft day. I mean, it's, it's draft. draft in general. Um, is it still going on right now? No, no, they, they wrapped up. Uh, the, the 2019 uh, draft occurred, which is really only. Um, Interesting to a select few amount of uh, football fans who three people care. Uh, it, it's it's big, but it's like your tradition. Your typical fan will not really. Yeah, your normie fan. They've tried to make it a lot more accessible, and mm. part of that was the 2014 movie draft day. This is the draft day Browns fans were waiting for. Sonny, I hope you're listening. You run this team. You're the general manager. You can fix. Hey, Tom. Hey, Sonny. Sonny. Every year, someone comes out of this looking like a donkey. Can you hear me? Yeah. Good, because tomorrow I got a feeling it could be you if you don't make this deal. Let's talk about the draft. I need you to make a splash, Sonny. If you can't do it, then I have to do it. Just to be clear here, you're threatening to fire me, right? Your job is to the team. interested in learning more about, we have a commentary track that... Yeah, should hopefully be it on the YouTube page sometimes. Maybe, maybe not. We'll it's see. a theoretical timeline there. <laughs> it's a sliding time. Um, talk about it a little bit during that as mm. well, but I'll bring it up here uh, again. I still, I, I, the the draft itself is such a shit show, controversial thing. And I talked about, um, uh, I think last year, talking about uh, Aaron Maven with his paintings. With his paintings, and he had one that was like entitled Draft Day, and it shows him in a jersey, and he's like, it's like a slave auction, and yeah. really is what it seems like. Um, so, and the movie doesn't do much to improve that image. The movie, yeah, the movie really does. The movie is like, just to give a bit of context, the movie really stars Kevin good. Costner and is the gone. movie is Kevin Costner, and so so the draft is where you pick your your players from the college ball to come uh, play for you, and you mm-hmm. offer them a contract. Um, and so Kevin Costner plays the general manager, who isn't even the coach or anybody who trains stuff up. He's just the person who like goes out and gets the guys. Um, and he plays for the he's he's the GM of the Cleveland Browns, which uh, which historically went zero and sixteen two years after the uh, 
the movie came out. They went one in one in fifteen yeah. <laughs> the year after. They're not uh, good. They're not good. <laughs> and it's just funny because part of it is also like the draft doesn't really matter at the end of the day mm-hmm. because you know your first round draft picks can flame out. Uh, even people with all the talent in the world, they might be limited by injuries or you can't bad, predict the future. Basically, yeah, yeah, bad bad team or like a un, un or their friends don't go to like their, their friends don't go to their, 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 their birthday party. You know? So, um, although I know all this, I still do get excited for the draft. It is a fun time, and it's fun to like. It is fun to learn about the players and mm-hmm. like kind of get, you know be like, oh, okay, what kind of things? How are they going to help our team? And, and, and one of the things that also I guess I'm realizing more is that uh, <laughs> uh, I can be emotionally manipulated very easily. Right. Uh, because, like, one of the things is, like, they, they showed... Um, they showed they showed a guy getting a getting a the call that yeah. he was getting drafted and mm-hmm. there were like you know tears in his eyes mm-hmm. and it was his, his childhood dream and blah 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 and it's just like yeah that's genuine emotion right there mm-hmm. that's like somebody really grateful really yeah. uh, just like the best day of their life yeah and that even though this guy probably is gonna get brain damage probably mm-hmm. had to like you know he's choosing it. Well, yeah, but I, I, I'm just saying, beyond the brain damage uh. thing, I'm also saying they get preferential treatment, uh. probably got bribed in college, probably took those bribes because mm. his family is poor and yeah. he has to support a bunch of things and they're pinning their hopes on him. Yeah. And there's just so many things that, like, there's so many issues that are here. But in that one moment, seeing that guy just being, like, this big old dude mm-hmm. crying over the fact that he got... Somebody, who somebody said he was who do you get picked by? Enough. He, I was watching the video of Cody Ford. He got mm-hmm. drafted by the Bills. Um, so he so looks pretty good. A second half question. Mm-hmm. Uh, following this year's draft, how do you feel about the Bills' chances? Um, that's a good question. Uh, actually, the Bills they had a really good draft this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they picked up a lot. I remember of last players. year where you were really ticked off at the draft, or you weren't happy with it. You weren't. Uh, like, it mm-hmm. was mainly about the the selection of Josh Allen, mm-hmm. who was their quarterback, who I personally was like shit, this guy does not look ready at mm. all. Turns out, he did pretty okay. Yeah. Um, who still, it was no still... Bo Callahan. But... <laughs> Watch the movie if you don't get that. Uh, the um, it, And it's still it's still yet to be seen if he's actually going to be good or not, right. but he, definitely, he didn't look like the dumpster fire that many people were expecting. Right. And so that's, that's cool. But that was really the thing that it came down to. I was like, oh, geez. But, um, yeah, no, definitely this draft... Uh, they filled in a lot of holes. They've been really aggressive in free agency going out and signing their guys. It just seems like they have more of a plan than they ever had in years past. Yeah. And uh, that's, yeah, that's actually more than you can usually say for the Bills, <laughs> which is uh, pathetic, because, like, if you want to be a good team, you, gotta... you probably have this already, or else you're running around uh-huh. like Sonny Weaver just making it up as you go. <laughs> man, I love that movie, man. <laughs> That's so. I gotta bad. be honest with you. It's I so don't bad. like that movie. It's it's so bad, <laughs> and I love it. Well, anyways, that's 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 my pick of the week. It's a good um, pick. It's come. It's my first round draft pick. Draft day. From all of us here at the studios. <laughs> no, like you just like. <laughs> so serious. You just you just say like from all of us here at the studios. Yeah. Well, that'll do us for here. Yeah. That'll do it for us here You're down just... on the farm. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna get degreased. Uh, next time you see us, 
will be uh, what? Next time you see us, we'll have taken a a field trip to a bowling alley. Maybe you catch us on the flip side. Okay. Well, Skirt. All right. Skirt. <laughs> Out of here. Bye. I don't know. I don't know how to end these things.